This is PhotoBizX, episode number 380, and today's topic is how to photograph family portraits utilizing Zoom for profit. Our special guest is doing exactly that, although she's very early on with the process. The signs are looking good. I'm talking about Sarah Churcher, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I seem to be saying this quite a lot lately, but this is, again, something different this week or for this episode of the podcast. I originally intended to make this a premium members only episode, but I really wanted to share this with all listeners purely based on Sarah's approach to sharing her strategy, her techniques, her ideas for utilizing Zoom to photograph family portraits. So the plan for this week's episode is going to be twofold because I'm going to share with you the first half of the interview with Sarah in today's episode of the podcast. If you're a premium member, as usual, you will get the full interview with Sarah, and I know you're going to love everything she has to share. But what I'm also going to be doing is sharing, let's call it a feel-good interview with another guest during the week. So this is quite a short, straight to the point, into the nuts and bolts of Sarah's strategy in this episode, and you'll see a second interview, a second episode drop later this week in full. Now in the intro, I did mention that Sarah is only early on with this process. Although she is photographing these Zoom sessions for profit, I think you will hear and get the idea like I did that there is a tremendous opportunity to get her name out there, to get her photographs out there, to get her brand out there, to get noticed and to be seen by other families in her local community, her local city, both during the COVID pandemic, and as we come out of it and things open up again. So I think this is a super smart strategy that she's taking on. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. As far as me and my week is concerned, we've been wrapping up the daily vlog challenge. The last challenge was posted to the group on Friday, and we're going to be having a live Zoom call tomorrow morning, very early tomorrow morning, 6am for me, so we can get different challenges from all around the world, being able to access at some kind of reasonable hour that live Zoom call. So that's happening tomorrow morning. The next daily vlog challenge won't be happening until November 2nd, but if you want to learn more about that or sign up for the early bird price, head over to dailyvlogchallenge.com. And the other quick thing I wanted to mention was Over the weekend, I had a chance to watch the Netflix special, The Social Dilemma. And if you haven't had a chance to to see that yourself, I I urge you to go and watch it. It really is, I want to say mind-blowing, but I guess, and I think you'll be the same, you will know a lot of the stuff that gets shared in the program. Like I think we as marketers, as advertisers are aware of of this dilemma of social media, but wow, yeah, I was I was still blown away by some of the things that got shared in the in the documentary. I mean, it, it makes sense, but to know that you know platforms like Facebook are monitoring how quick we scroll through our feed, how long we pause 
on a single image, which videos we watch to understand the degree that they are, are watching us, are recording, farming for a better word, and utilizing what we do online is, is frightening. And, and the dilemma for us as advertisers and the way that I see it is once we understand just how good these algorithms are at capturing our attention, at serving us the right ads, the right content to keep us engaged, it's no wonder that Facebook ads are so successful and Instagram ads are so successful for photographers. I mean, <laughs> the platform is built for us to succeed as advertisers. And like they say in the documentary, if we're using a service like any of those social media products, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube, if we are utilizing any of these services for free, it means we are the product. And it's true. Like we, we are the product for these social media platforms. And in saying that, as photographers, as, as a business person, we, <laughs> we love the fact that other people are the product because that's what makes our ads so successful when we go looking for leads, bookings, and sales via our social media ads. So the dilemma is, you know, do we continue to, to give these platforms our money to get more bums on seats and generate more bookings and sales? Or do we take a stand and fight against the platforms because of the damage they're causing? It really is a dilemma. So anyway, go back and have a listen or go back and, and watch that Netflix special, The Social Dilemma, if you haven't. Uh, I'd love to continue the conversation if you, if you have a view on this, if you've deleted your social media accounts, if you think <laughs> this is just a joke and uh, there's nothing to worry about and who cares if we're getting served ads and, and uh, our, our actions are being recorded and farmed because it means we are seeing the kind of content that we really want to see anyway. Yeah, love to hear your thoughts on this. But yeah, uh, to me, it really is frightening and there, there has to be some changes, some regulations put in place on these social media platforms. In last week's episode, I interviewed Craig Cooper, the portrait-based photographer from Western Australia. And wow, I mean, the feedback has been absolutely positively fantastic regarding that interview with Craig. It was so nice to hear from a photographer that is successful, is working, you know, around 30 hours a week max, has an incredible studio, staff, and is profitable and loves what he does, loves his clients doesn't pre-qualify the hell out of them and instead focuses on making good clients from the people that respond to his marketing and his advertising. I absolutely love this email that I received in regard to that interview with Craig from Ali Stewart of Ali Stewart Photography in Scotland. She says, I just wanted to say the latest podcast interview with Craig Cooper is without doubt one of my favorites. It alone is worth my PhotoBizX subscription. Please, can we have more like this? This has made my week. Enjoy yours. Warmest wishes, Ali. So yeah, if you haven't had a chance to get back and have a listen to Craig, Craig Cooper from Cooper Studios, make sure you check out that interview from last week. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, PhotoBizX.com. 
Alrighty, we're going to jump into this interview with Sarah Churcher in just a second. Don't forget, if you are listening to this announcement, it does mean you are hearing the free version of the podcast. And what that means is I am going to be saving a big portion of the second half of this interview, actually most of the second half for premium members only. So if you love what Sarah... So if you love what Sarah is sharing in the first half of this interview, if you want to utilize the processes that she is to generate a profit using Zoom for her photography sessions during the pandemic, you can hear the full interview for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. Head over to photobizx.com forward slash try, sign up for that $1 trial membership and hear the full interview today with Sarah, plus get access to the full interview with Craig from last week and all the other previous interview guests. Photobizx.com forward slash try for more details on that. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest has been a Photobizx listener and member since 2015, which already has me excited to chat to her. I approached Sarah for this interview right after she emailed me saying, Hey, Andrew, I thought I'd reach out to you as I had a win with a Zoom photography session that I thought might help some other photographers out there. I've spoken with a few other photographers and no one was quite doing it this way and it's had incredible results for me so far. Attached is a press release I'm going to be sending out today and some samples from the session. If you think listeners might be interested, I'd be happy to take you through it in more detail to share with them. It's a new concept for me. I've only done the one session so far and I have others booked, but it's going well. Kind regards, Sarah. And that Sarah that I'm talking about is New Zealand-born family photographer Sarah Churcher from Mooka Portraits in Melbourne, Australia. I'm wrapped to have her and her six-month-old baby in her arms as we record right now. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having me. <laughs> really hoping my baby's going to be nice and quiet and sleep through this kind of thing. What's your baby's name? Florence. Florence. So for you, the listener, you obviously can't see Sarah at the moment, but she has Florence in her arms. She's <laughs> rocking back and forth and she's standing as we record. So this is fantastic. So I guess first up, Sarah, just tell us a little bit about your business. How long you've been shooting for? Tell us a little bit about what you photograph. I'm guessing it's families and kids, but yeah, just give us a bit of a rundown about you and your business. Yeah, sure. So I'm a yes family portrait photographer. I've been doing it I think about 18 years. I got into weddings for a wee while, um, but when I had my children, that didn't quite balance out the way I wanted it to. So moved the whole business to just be family portraits then, and that was four years ago now. That's when Sarah Church of Photography rebranded into Mooka Portraits. And so it's family portraits on location in home. I certainly photograph more kind of toddlers than newborns. But I'm hoping that's going to change. It's something I'm trying to develop at the moment. Right. And when you say in home, you're talking about in the client's home, not at your home? Yes, in the client's home. Great, great. And you have a strong Kiwi accent. So I'm guessing you were born and bred there, like I said in the intro. Did you have a photography business in New Zealand? I didn't run my own business there, no. I worked for a studio in Dunedin called Calc Photography. They sort of took me under their wings when I was fresh out of school and I worked for them for four and a half years. That's when I moved over to Melbourne to work. I came over hoping to work with a photographer. I got a job with Robert Piccoli, which was a pretty epic experience. And um, 
it was after that that I opened my own business. Nice, nice. And look, to be honest with you, I mean, I love that you emailed me. I've got to say I was a little bit surprised because I think most of the time when a photographer or any kind of business person comes up or finds a way to make extra income or finds a strategy that's working for them, they're usually pretty reluctant to share it. But you said straight away, hey, if I can help, I'm happy to. Why is that? I just think it's a pretty shocking time at the moment, obviously. I think it's a time for us all to come together, to brainstorm, to share ideas. I'm not sure that this is ever going to be a massive kind of breadwinner. I don't think it's going to absolutely take off, but I think it's a beautiful way of keeping on moving forward with kind of our creative selves, as well as having another option for our clients. It broke my heart rescheduling all my sessions again and hearing the disappointment and especially my pregnant mums and the newborns, because I knew they're on a timeline. They can only have this documented now and not being able to give them any options just to reschedule um, just didn't seem fair or right. And so I I think we're emotional photographers because we're creatives. So I knew that there'd be other photographers out there feeling the same way. If I could share the idea and kind of help in some way, hopefully, then this would be it. Unreal. Love it. And for anyone that's listening way in the future, we're obviously talking about COVID-19, coronavirus. You're based in Melbourne, so you've already gone through one lockdown, like most of Australia has, but then you went back into a second lockdown. So I would say Melbourne is the city in Australia that has been most severely affected by coronavirus. I mean, you guys are absolutely getting hammered. So which stage are you in at the moment as far as lockdown is concerned? So we're in stage four, and our lockdown's just been extended again. And so at this point, it's looking like we might not be able to photograph until sort of November, December, depending on numbers. But the biggest concern for us at this point is even if we are allowed out then, we're not sure if photographers will be allowed to ask people to remove their masks to be in a photograph. That's our biggest concern now. So if you're a lifestyle on location photographer, you don't really want the masks. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's good for context for one or two photos, but not for the whole session. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's true. It's real life. It's important to document, but not the whole session. Yes. Yeah. And again, for the listener, we're recording in August 2020 right now. So you still have a few months of no shooting in front of you. So this is why it sounds like you're experimenting and having some success with, are you calling them Zoom sessions? What are you calling these sessions? Yeah, Zoom photography sessions. Okay. So in your email, you said that you hadn't heard of any other photographers doing it like you are. And at the same time, you and I, we both chatted about this before we hit record. We have heard about other photographers doing Zoom sessions or FaceTime sessions but your way is a little bit different. Is that right? That's right. It was when I emailed you. Now, I have been chatting in a forum and heard of one other photographer who apparently tried this her way, um, tried it this way back in the first lockdown. I haven't touched base with her yet, but I'm imagining there would be a few photographers around that have stumbled across it. It's just that it's not really being spoken about. Right. And the way you're approaching this is to actually generate some income. This isn't just purely a branding exercise for you, is it? No, no. This is for income. Okay. So give us a rundown of how it works, what it is, and then I'm going to try and dissect what you share. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because I do find people get a bit stumped. It takes a lot. So, so do dissect me. So... We call it Zoom because I'm communicating with them through Zoom, but I'm certainly not photographing through Zoom. I looked into doing the screenshots and I tested that out and the resolution just didn't, it was just terrible. And especially the way I shoot, I like to shoot through movement 
Um, they were just blurry, terrible images. So that was the first thing I tried to do. Then I talked to a photographer in America. She was actually taking photographs of her laptop screen with her camera, which was interesting. Didn't quite make sense to me, but I tried that. I wasn't happy with that either. I'm quite an interactive laptop user, so I, my screens are disgusting. Um, not good to photograph through anyway. <laughs> so then I thought it was actually the night before the session that I realized our cameras are going to be the best way we can get the highest resolution. So I thought I'd get the dad to be the photographer. So by doing that, I did it through two iPhones. So the mum and the dad had an iPhone. So the house does need to have two phones with cameras. And then they connected with me on one phone through Zoom. And then they connected their other phone to their camera. And then they put those two phones back to back and slid one camera slightly higher than the other, the camera one, so that the lens is pointing over and pointed me towards the client. That way I could do the direction and I could tell the dad when to be photographing. Okay, so hang on a second. I'm through that. Sorry, Andrew. That's good. I think I'm getting it. So there's only two cameras which are both phone cameras. There's no SLR involved, is there? No, just phone cameras. Okay, so you have the two phone cameras from the clients, the husband and the wife or the two partners, and both lenses are pointing at the subject. One is for you to see through Zoom and one is for the partner to actually take the photos. That's right. Got it. Okay, I'm picturing exactly what's happening here. So, and you're talking, this is a session for mother and newborn, mother and child. Is that right? Yes, I do think this will work the best way with pregnancy and newborns. Because in children that are older, we can just extend them and shoot them again, you know, in a couple of months and the timeline's not going to be as desperate as this one. We did do a family shot. We did get dad in some of these. It's a little bit MacGyver, apologies. We masking taped an iPhone to a ladder. And we sat me somewhere different in the room and we timed it. And it came out really well. That's <laughs> so good. So you still had the two phones strapped together, taped to the ladder. So you could still see what was happening. Absolutely. And I could still give direction and tell people where and, you know, give you prompts to get the right facial expressions and everything. Yes. Wow. Okay. That is really is MacGyver. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and they're really high-end clients too. They've been amazing clients for me. I felt really worried about that at the start but then they were just they were so grateful that I went to the effort to get them something to capture something okay was this a client that was already booked with you and then because of COVID you couldn't actually go out and do the photographic session yes okay so had they already paid anything at this point yes how much they paid $400 and the reason they paid $400 is because I have a pregnancy and newborn package And that includes two photo sessions. So it's $400 for the photo session pregnant and then the photo session with the newborn. And then they have their viewing ordering session. They order whatever they want to order from that. Got it. Okay. So with that pregnancy and newborn bundle session or sessions, are you doing in-person sales for that session when you were able to? When I was able to, I was, but now I'm just doing them through Zoom. Okay. So back then you would sell this pregnancy and newborn bundle for $400 You'd photograph the two sessions, then do an IPS sales session in their home or in your home or wherever that happens, and you upsell from those sessions. Absolutely, yes. Okay. So the big question on my lips, and I'm sure in the listener's head is, okay, if the husband or the partner is taking the photos with his iPhone, then they already have the photos. So they must 
be paying up front for these. Yes, absolutely. And that was something I spoke to them about. I kind of, I said from the start, and I actually played with this as being the title, the COVID collaboration, because it is, it's them taking the photographs. So um, my husband is in the restaurant industry, which is just terrific at the moment. So what they've all turned to do is send these meals home. So I kind of relate it to that, right? So it's kind of like you give them the ingredients, you tell them what to do, and then they kind of cook it all together. The finishing touches we get to do, so that's the best bit. But yes, they have the full set of what's taken and all the duds and everything on their phone. So at the end of the session, I get them to upload those to Dropbox. Okay, so once the session's finished, you feel like you've got enough photos and you've captured the moments you need to, the dad or someone uploads all the files to Dropbox at full res. Yep, that's right. And then I take them, cull them, put the mooka look on them, edit, retouch whatever I want, and then send them back as the complete set. Okay. All right. How large are these files? Because I, I mean, I don't know exactly how big my iPhone files are, but I mean, I know they're generally good enough to print. Yeah. I think I print these up to a seven by 10, which is my first size. And they're about three to four meg. Okay. Well, funnily enough, my very first digital camera was a Nikon 1DX and the files were, I think, 2.3, 2.4 meg. And I, at the time, I printed a wedding photo more than two meters wide in the studio just to prove to people that were worried about digital photography at the time. So oh, wow. I imagine these can go a lot bigger. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So take us then through, because this was an existing client. So how are you marketing this now? And talk us through that process. So I can see on your pricing page, you have the COVID collaboration package or collection for $350. What happens when someone says, yes, I want that? So then I book them in. The first thing that happens is the styling session. So I do a pre-consultation and that needs to be a virtual. I need to be able to walk through their home with them. So I can see and choose and know where I'm going to work and kind of plan and and prepare myself because I'm sure and I'm well aware that in the sample images I sent you, I was very, very lucky with the kind of clients that I had and their style and their home and their light. I'm sure it can get much, you know, I'm sure it can be much more challenging than that. So the pre-styling session is vital to walk around the home and to discuss what they're going to be wearing and tell them exactly where I'm going to be working. And that's done prior to the day. Okay, so that Zoom consultation, does that happen after the client has paid the $350 fee or is that prior to that? After they've paid the $350 fee. Okay, so they commit to that, they pay the $350, then you organise a Zoom meeting, a pre-shoot consultation. So does that have to be in the daytime so you can work out where the best light is, the best locations are in the home? Yes. So that's something that I've talked to them about through the emails when they've decided to go ahead with the package. I talked to them about who we're photographing, what the best time of day is for that particular age. So with these two newborns that I've got coming up, they didn't know. So we just did morning. I just went 10 a.m. with those. Right, okay. And just to make it clear for the listener, so when I introduced you and you first emailed me, you'd only done one of these sessions, which was an amazing-looking family or mum and son. So I know exactly what you mean about that particular family. They, they look gorgeous. They look like models. Yeah. Same as the house and the lighting and everything else, which I know has your touch to it as well. But since then, did you tell me that you booked another one or you sold a couple of vouchers? Where are you now? So I've got two newborn sessions booked in coming up and I've sold three gift vouchers. And is the gift voucher then for the full $350 collaboration collection? Yes, 
That's right. Right. Okay. So you've got a, a few booked in now, definitely going ahead. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So before we get back into the technical side of things, do you still feel those, I mean, I don't know if you still get these, but I mean, I know when I walk into a home for the first time, I, you know, you get those little butterflies, you're thinking creatively, you're getting a bit of a buzz and building up, I guess, your personality, getting ready to shoot. Do you still go through that same process when it's a Zoom session? You do. Yeah, you do. And I was really surprised. Look, I was surprised by the whole thing, actually. I'll be honest. I thought it was, I did not know what I was going to come out with at the end of this. And I said that to them. I was up front from the start. I said, this could be a disaster, you guys, but at least we're going to, we're trying and at least we'll have something. Uh, yes, absolutely. You get the, because it's the same thing. You're looking in the corners, you're looking for the light, you're pushing yourself creatively. You're in a space that you're not familiar with, and that always takes you somewhere good. Yeah. And how frustrating was it during that initial session, you know, getting the, in this case, the dad to actually oh. fire the shutter when you wanted him to fire the shutter? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think this could be a challenge too, depending on personality types, right? So he did so well. He got a bit flustered at the start in terms of getting the iPhone set up correctly. And that's when I kind of started to design some diagrams and try and make that part more clear. But as I sort of took him through it, and that's really important too, is the introduction to the start of the shoot. So when we start the actual session on the day, that's the first thing I do, I get, which I think generally would, I don't know, they're just the main partner the person who's going to be photographing I take time to sort of talk to them to get it set up and to tell them how to hold the phone so that they're really steady to reassure them that I am the photographer I'm going to be taking them through this they're not expected to go outside of their comfort zone at all and to keep talking to me if they feel uncomfortable and to use the volume buttons as the shutter button so we don't get all this kind of camera shake happening because they're holding a lot and they're following my instructions And it's tough on them. It was. It took us maybe five minutes to get into the kind of flow of it. But then it was great. And he really enjoyed it too. Then I could say, right, I need you to come down and come to the side. And then I would give them a prompt and something beautiful would happen. And I'd say, you know, Steve, this is magic what's happening right now. I need you to come and keep shooting through this, keep shooting, keep shooting, come closer, come down. And then you can just, you just guide them the whole way. And he did so well. And he loved the process. Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Look, I love what you're doing. Massive, massive thanks for reaching out and saying yes to coming on and sharing this. Even though this is quite new to you, it's still developing. I can only see an upside to everything you're doing. And yeah, massive kudos to you. Where is the best place for the listener to see some examples of your work and yeah, see what you're doing? Instagram. At Mooka Portraits would be the best place on Facebook, Mooka Portraits as well, or my website, mookaportraits.com.au. Well, I'll add links to all those. And obviously in the show notes, I'll have examples of these, the media release, and obviously the audio file as well. And for you to listen up, Mooka Portraits is M-U-K-A, Mooka, M-U-K-A, portraits.com.au. But again, I'll add links to those in the show notes. Sarah, massive thanks to you and I hope I hope you guys get out of lockdown soon and this doesn't drag on for a lot longer. <laughs> it's great. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sarah as much as I did. Sarah, if you're listening again, thank you so much for the original email that you sent me, for coming on and saying yes to sharing everything that you did. Um, you really are amazing and just so, so giving. And I just love that about you. So look, again, massive thanks for coming on and sharing everything you did. 
For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Sarah had to share. I'm not sure if you'll be able to utilize it in your own business, but I'm sure, I am sure there will be some takeaways from what she did share. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this approach, whether it's to generate sales, whether it's to get your name out there for your branding, to get known in your local community. Is there something here that Sarah shared that you can utilize in your business? Let me know in the comments area of the show notes, and you can find them this week at photobizx.com forward slash 380. The comments area are at the very bottom, and you can also find on those or on the show notes page examples of the photography session that we've been talking about throughout the interview with Sarah. Now, don't forget, if you are a premium member, Sarah is, of course, a premium member already, so you can access her inside the members' Facebook group. If you have any follow-up questions, if you wish that I asked something that I didn't, you can hit her up there inside the members' group. And also, if you are a premium member, make sure you access your version of the show notes because in there you'll also find the media release that we talked about, the media release that Sarah had designed for her, that's going out to media outlets right now as we chat. Alrighty, that is it for this episode of the podcast. Nice, short and sweet. But like I said at the top of the show, keep an eye out for an extra episode, an extra interview this week. It's going out to everyone, free and premium members. And it really is just a feel-good story about a photographer doing good during the pandemic in ways that I'm sure will come back and benefit her business. So keep an eye out for that later in the week. Until then, have a fantastic week and I'll chat to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 